Recorded on December 13, 2022. December News Brief. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And we're here to talk about the Marriage Equality Act and other news updates. So Pam isn't here because it's the holidays. Yes, Christmas concerts and rowdy school board meetings all in one night. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, we couldn't get her for this episode. But there was enough news that we couldn't justify skipping it either. And good news. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Yeah, get that schedule back on track. Yep. But first, this is an all-elephant episode, so we need to focus on getting the elephants out of the room. There are lots of elephants. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of them to do with Democrats, Republican, people leaving the Democratic Party. Is she a people? I don't know. Let's talk about cinema. Oh, cinema. All right, so Kristen, Kristen, Kirsten, Bob, Cinema rode into power pretending to be an extraordinarily progressive candidate. She yes. was flamboyant. She was out there. She ran a really darn good campaign. And then as soon as she had the chance to start cashing lobbyist paychecks, she did. Yeah, there was so much hope for her swearing herself in on a stack of constitutional law books in front of pence and then it all went to shit (laughs) yep she did i think that the reaction to her announcing that she was no longer a democrat is best summed up by a parody tweet where i believe it goes the majority of people surprised to learn Kristen cinema was a democrat yeah But I think she's also trying to do this to be as popular and as cool as Bernie Sanders, and it ain't working on her. No. She knew she was going to get primaried. She knew that she wasn't going to win re-election on a Democratic ticket because she... Basically screwed every Democrat that there was for the last two years. And now has a more than 50% disapproval rating. So the only thing that she was able to do was to unite Democrats and... Republicans and independents in disliking her. Oh, yes. I just can't with her. <laughs> we are... It's on you, Cinema, that we don't have Roe versus Wade in codified law. Yep. That's on your ass. Cinema has been a dark stain on the Democratic Party. And while she was often partnering with Manchin in sinking the Democratic progressive movement, At least Manchin has ideals like you knew that he started his career on a set of principles and he has stuck to them. He is very much pro coal, very much anti-progress, very much predictably Joe Manchin. But still pro-choice. Yes. While cinema started off being incredibly progressive and as soon as she was sworn in, she just tossed everything again to appease whoever was cutting her those checks. Yes, she voted for several people to be on the bench that should never have seen the light of day. She stopped our insulin cap for all Americans. She stopped the billionaire tax that would have paid for a lot of shit. So she did a lot of bad. She is part of the reason that we can't kill the filibuster. She just decided to hop onto Manchin's little thing since she saw that Manchin had power. 
Yeah. And now that she's an independent, this is her. I'm not sure if she is attempting to insulate herself and attempt to run as a third party candidate or if she's just really announcing that she is taking bribes from both sides. Probably the latter. What else does she have to gain? My pissed off our party. Yeah. My personal opinion is that right now she's using the next two years of her career to shop for her next career. I don't think she believes that she has a chance. Like she is conniving and deceitful, but she's never come across someone who doesn't understand what's going on. She came in to play a game and she has played it hardcore. And she's hardcore up. Our favorite turtle's ass. Yeah. Least favorite. Sorry. All right. But that's all about cinema. We shall see in the next two years what she does. I have hopes she may be a little bit better now that the tides have changed. That we have a 51 majority. We will see. I doubt it will be any different. (laughs) Yep. So speaking of change, Elon Musk updates. He is continuing to burn Twitter to the ground, which is just a shame because Twitter was the town square. And now it's like he's turning it into another true social or another parlor. He wanted to destroy right wing, left wing echo chambers. But instead, he's just building an echo chamber for himself with the alt-right. Yes, he is trying to out Trump Trump. Yeah, I don't know what he's trying to do. But between him and Kanye, I seriously, if seek help, you know, mental counseling, it's just don't know what's going on. Yeah. When you get booed for 10 minutes at a Chappelle show. Yeah. Yeah. When Chappelle's audience doesn't have your back, you screwed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because people who paid more than $300 a seat for the nosebleed section after Chappelle declared himself to be anti-trans and i mean that that means that there is a conservative bias to that audience anyway yep and they booed elon musk you are failing at life yeah pretty much yeah and he has angered everybody the most recent is when he said my pronouns are prosecute slash fauci and he managed to tick off both the all of the medical medical establishments and the human rights group it was just a super inflammatory phrase but he's also no longer the richest person yeah does he think it's 2020 or something does anybody the gop is like an old broken record now fauci has retired yeah rightfully so yeah he's earned his retirement why are we trying to prosecute him for a job well done i know i have no clue yep so i can't wait to see how Elon Musk manages to sink his fortune even further because this is having blowback on the Tesla stock. It fell, I believe, like 20 points over the past 48 hours. I've seen a lot of people cancel their reservations for either the Tesla car or the Tesla truck. (laughs) Yes. My favorite quote of the past three days is, you know you're messing up when people are selling their cars because of you. Yeah. And speaking of wannabe Trump, let's talk about the real Trump. We got some Trump updates or Trump dates, if you will. (laughs) Yes, the Trump dates. One, he's just as evil as he always has been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
has he said anything on Elon? Because I think they're out trying to out Trump each other. I don't know. I think Trump got unbanned from Twitter and he refuses to go back. Yeah. And I thought Elon was his friend. Yeah. What kind of a shithole website do you have that Trump won't even inhabit it? Yeah, that's just crazy. There's a few things. First, we start off with the Trump organization was found guilty of felony. Well, I mean, they of felony fraud. fraud. (laughs) They did. And although they were only fined about one point six million dollars, and that's a slap on the wrist, because I believe that, for example, the guy, the CEO or CFO or whatever, the money guy who was sent to jail received $1.7 million in off-the-books benefits. So essentially, this fine is less than the amount of money that they paid people off the books to evade taxes. But it's also a signal that Trump can be prosecuted. The Teflon Don's Teflon finish is starting to scratch off. Yes. And... We just have more and more good news about the Mar-a-Lago. A little bit of background for those of you just tuning in to the myriad of Trump cases going on. The Mar-a-Lago probe, which was rooted in classified documents being found at the Mar-a-Lago resort, which, mind you, I believe Reality Winner went to jail for three or four years because four, four years because she released a single document. And charges in this, they stack. So a single document has a potential of four years to have eight. So he had over 100 documents that was found at this one location. As a little bit of an update, they found more documents at his storage facility. In Florida. Yes. I hope that they're trying to look into what New Jersey has. Yeah, they are probably sending out agents to find at other locations as they pop up. Oh, and I just saw today that the former attorney general of Georgia got subpoenaed in the case against Trump in Georgia. Ooh. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But back in September, Judge Eileen Cannon decided to insert herself into this case where she had absolutely no jurisdiction. And so through a ruling, managed to throw a wrench into the works and try to delay things until after the midterms, which she successfully did. So fair play conservatives. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Judge Cannon was nominated by Trump and is a super Trump loyalist. And every time he files a lawsuit, he keeps on filing it in this one jurisdiction in the hopes that it ends up on her desk. And he won the lotto. Yep. So there was a special master instated that had to go through and there was a lot of back and forth and there was a lot of delay in courts. But the 11th Circuit up in Atlanta actually came down and said, no, this doesn't patch past the jurisdiction test. There is a specific case, a specific case law that says, I believe it's the Ritchie test, which says that if the courts were unfair, then another judge outside of the jurisdiction could insert themselves to protect the person. But there's four parts of this test, and Trump never argued Any of them. So essentially, the courts came down and said, no, bad. We're not creating a specific thing for Trump. We're not creating a specific thing for Cannon. And a couple days ago, she pushed out a notification that everything was null and void. All of her deadlines were terminated. The special master was no longer needed. The injunctions were no longer valid. Everything was just terminated. She got her pee pee slap. Yep. And then the special prosecutor that Fauci hired or Fauci appointed. So 
when uh, Trump decided that he was going to run for president to basically escape prison. He's still going on all gears trying to get to the bottom of everything. He's got subpoenas ready. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, the Georgia courthouse. Yes. Let's talk about that briefly. Let's get back to that. Yes, I love the district attorney. Yep. Annie Willis. And she just subpoenaed the attorney general. Yep. Meadows has also been subpoena. Uh-huh. And fight subpoena from Atlanta area Trump probe after talks break down. Everyone's been subpoenaed. You get a subpoena. You get a subpoena. You get a subpoena. Yes. And they actually got Lindsey Graham to talk to them. Uh huh. Uh-huh. She is conducting a very thorough case. She is talking to everybody. We don't know. Probably a lot of them are saying, I plead the fifth over and over again. I but plead she, the fifth. But I'm sorry. You have it on video. I mean, you have it on audio. Yeah, it's been recorded. It's been recorded. I need you to find me 12,000 whatever votes. Yeah. And that's voter intimidation. That is sticking your foot in democracy. Election interference. Yeah. There we go. Election interference. Actually, yeah, I saw... I watched the David Letterman interview with Zelensky today for Ukraine, and he was asked about what do you think about democracy being dismantled in the United States? And he said, oh, the people will fight. The people will want democracy over authoritarian. Yes. If we want to see what losing your democracy looks like, Russia is a fine example. Oh, boy. Yep. So next up. The good news. The good news. The Marriage Equality Act was signed into law. And senators who are in interracial marriages, which it also protected, voted against it. Yep. I'm looking at you, McConnell. If you can't vote in your own interest for your family, but today marriage equality has been codified into law. The Supreme Court cannot take it away via the the ruling against. They would have to strike down the law. But I think that the reason that Justice Roberts was okay with striking down Roe v. Wade was because he didn't want the Supreme Court to be the ultimate bulwark against abortion rights being taken away. He wanted it to be passed into law. All right. So Congress did its job. They protected rights. They did a good thing. And unfortunately, some more fallout. We have some updates from the House. Oh, yes. Nancy Pelosi has always said that she was stepping down. Oh, yeah. It was nothing new to hear. That's what they were doing. And we had elections for the House and the first black representative to hold a leadership spot in the majority or minority was elected. And his name is Hakeem Jeffries. He's from Brooklyn, very safe district. He is 30 plus years younger than Nancy Pelosi. So technically this is a younger ruling party. So hopefully it appeases some of the more progressive representatives because we have, they're 31 years younger on average featuring Hakeem Jeffries, Catherine Clark, and Pete Aguilar. So we have minorities, we have women in leadership. Unfortunately, it's the minority leadership. But we actually have sorted out our stuff. I'm still waiting to I'm watching the bloodbath take place for against McCarthy. Right. McCarthy is not a shoe in. He'll probably be Speaker of the House, but he's not a shoe in yet. Normally, by now, everyone just knows who's going to get voted in. But because McCarthy has to negotiate with all of the Republicans. Yeah, they have enough of a or they have a slim enough majority that 
if he makes five people unhappy, then the Democrats might vote for someone else. Yeah. And right now, they're still they're not up to 218 votes. If they had 218, McCarthy would be in the news with he made speaker. Yeah, but he didn't. So my take I genuinely believe that he will be speaker. Yeah. But the too. fact that he's not a shoe in, I think, is a signal from the party that there's a rift happening. Well, there's a big rift. The poll came out today that said Trump's polling has cratered. Yeah. Trump is no longer popular. But just remember that the Republicans that are divorcing themselves from Trump aren't divorcing themselves because of his authoritarianism. They're doing it because he's not a winner anymore. Right. Yeah. As soon as he stopped winning, they decided to move on. So, again, he was a useful idiot. So, huzzah. Let's go on and take down the second front runner. Come on, America. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, give it to DeSantis. Yep. Let's take down DeSantis. And speaking of governors, Carrie Lake. She was a crazy governor wannabe, and thankfully, I love you, Arizona, for going all blue to protect yourself from these crazy people. Uh-huh. But she's trying to pull a Trump and has multiple lawsuits in multiple different jurisdictions of Arizona hoping that it will get her the governorship, which it won't. I think she's just putting on a show to put on a show. Yes, I think she's trying to appeal to Trump for that second-in-command job. Yeah. Crazy versus crazier. Yeah, yeah. So she's already had one case thrown out, and the judge granted sanctions. So a bit of legal jargon. In the United States, in your average lawsuit, when you sue someone, both sides have to pay their legal fees. I hire a lawyer, I sue you, you hire a lawyer, I pay my lawyer, you pay yours. If my lawyer takes my case because my case is so crazy, so insane, or so mishandled, then the judge can grant sanctions, which means that sanctions against my lawyer or me means that Either I, ultimately I, or my lawyers have to pay your lawyer's legal fees because the courts recognize that paying for a lawyer is a burden. Yes. So the judge said to Carrie Lake's lawyers, you have to pay the defendant's legal fees, the U.S. government's legal fees in this case, because the case had absolutely no merit. It was mishandled and was just such a bad and rotten case that we want to punish you. Yes. They can't return to normal life now. No one wants to hire a sanctioned attorney. First of all, they're paying out of pocket. Second of all, it's a reputational risk where if you have sanctions on your record, no one's going to hire you because how did you mess it up so badly? I have known tens, maybe met hundreds of lawyers over my time, and I have never met a single lawyer who has sanctions against them. This is so rare and this is so huge that they screwed up monumentally. I like the sparseness of lawyers around Mr. Trump, right? So now all of Trump's lawyers are absolutely terrified of getting sanctioned, which is why they're not actually sticking up for him in any cases. No, they're not. Uh, No lawyer could argue in good faith that Judge Eileen Cannon had jurisdiction. And so they didn't. That's why they didn't argue it, because they didn't want to get sanctioned. Yeah. But Carrie Lake found some lawyers that got them some sanctions. I think she's appealing it. And so this case is ongoing. But it's not going to affect the outcome of the election. No. In January, you will have a new governor. So good job, Arizona. And uh, I guess you dodged a bullet there. Yeah, you beat Florida. Yep, yep. 
So we talked about cinema crossing the lines to independent slash lobbyist party. She is fully for sale. Elon Musk being a terrible human being. Uh huh. Trump being an even worse human being and having worse lawyers. Yay! Everyone can get married now. Uh, the Marriage Equality Act signed into law. So amazing win. Very. And we talked a little bit about the house and we just wrap on Carrie Lake. Anyway, thanks. Bye. Bye. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco. 